inspire my heart. And it will be in the heart. Yeah, I got you. Nothing physical can get into creation. But despite the lacking of material manifestations, there did hang one true annunciation. Words. Words of God. Spoken script. Speaking scripture. Holy writ. The writing builder. Building mountains out of mounds. Plants and herbs from active verbs. Planting nations in punctuation. Preparing solar positions with prepositions. Nature's narrative was rich with adjectives. But manners, dirties, and needed additives. So God We are born of letters formed on the How can I deny God's words when they are written on my skin? In this breath of life, God's breathing begin an exhalation for the ages, the inspiration of the You know the word. Those little spaces, right? Those little tiny spaces. They are our scriptures, those ancient divine whispers scribed by enlightened scriptures passed down to modern listeners. The mouth from which the universe was founded is the fact on which our scriptures are grounded. Listen to where the Bible was originally sounded, for it's far better than what we have lobbied or from traditions copied or our own doctrines embodied. That scripture says, that scripture is God breathed. That means the breath that filled the nostrils of the ground, the light blown into dirt, the exhaling heartbeat that made the simple renown. That is what can be found in what has been written down. So I believe in the scriptures where God has breathed the breath of life where we find the vows between eternal husband and earthly wife, where saints and martyrs find comfort for their strife and stone hearts come to get cut with a knife. I believe in the scriptures. When God breathed on dirt, he got man. When he breathed on man, he got birds. The words are not in the dirt, but in the breath. The breath passes from man to man until they return to dirt, the eternal chain of command, the passing of words. And now the words are in our hands. But so For by them, through them, and to them I was made. For they are the words. 
words of Genesis, the exodus of shame. They are the words that fill my bones, the ones that will call me from the grave. They are the east on my flesh, the pit on my tongue. They are the words by which creation has begun and through which recreation will be done. They are the words of God and we are his listeners. I believe God still speaks. I believe in the scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Family, these words mean so much to me because before I knew these words, I was lost. I had no real relationship with God and God's people. But when I got to know his word and got to know him all the more. The more life was breathed into me. Yes, sir. Of who I was meant to be. Yes, sir. And now I'm able to live out what these words have spoken to me. And it's so important that each and every one of us recognize this and see this. And, and that's why it's important that you believe this. Because if you don't believe this and you don't recognize what it is for you in your life, you will be yes. lost to this world. Amen. And I'm here to share with you today how important for it is for us as the body of Christ. Because we are here right now, you are out there right now tuning in because you believe this. Amen. But the only way you can get more of this, you got to spend more time with him. You got to walk in some areas where you don't even know. I'm here right now because only because I trust in him. Talk, sir. Talk, Beyond sir. My own understanding. Beyond my own understanding. Once or twice. I want to take this moment to say I thank my wife for her continued support and encouragement. My sons who are young adults, who are grown-ups now, I pray that, that I've been an inspiration to them to show them what it is to be a godly man, a father, a husband, you know, and I thank God for my, my church family, the leadership, because we're not just a, a, a body of uh, people here. We have, we have a brotherhood, a sisterhood, and I thank God for it because we, we can turn to one another. Come to on. encourage one another and correct one another. That's important, sir. And that's so important. See, we need accountability partners. And Yay, I thank God. thank God for my wife because she keeps me accountable. Yay, God. And yes, I sir. thank God for the people that God's placed in my life. See, see, the enemy has caused us to distance ourselves from the very people that he's created us to be a part of. See, we are the embodiment of Christ. And I spoke last week about the lion is not the biggest animal in the jungle, the biggest cat in the jungle. The tiger is. That's but right. what makes the lion so dominant is that he has a core, he has a group that he works with. The tiger is all by itself. And so many times the enemy has get uh, has getting us to be low rangers. Yes, sir. And we wonder why we struggle and can't find our way because we don't have nobody to tap into. Right, right. Wow. Let alone we we cut people off, but we cut God off. 
Mm. We didn't just cut people off. We cut God off. Good morning, sir. Family, it's so important these relationships that God has given us, good and bad. Good and bad. We got to take the time to nurture them as best as possible. Even when our folks are not receiving, we got to give them what God has given us to give them and keep it moving. When they're ready and mature enough to receive it, then we can have them back. Too often we we spending time with some some at some areas where we wasting the pearls that God has given us. Talk, man, talk, talk real life. People who are not ready to receive them, and you know where He get us the most? The ones that's closest to us. Mm. Get us the most the ones that's closest to us. I can remember. Listen. As a young man, I can remember my mom pouring our heart out to me constantly about the direction I was taking. But I thought I knew. I thought I was in control. I knew better. But I didn't know what she knew. And too often, we get to that point. I don't care what age you are right now. You don't know all there is to know. Yes, sir. There's so much more that God has for you. And he will use people to give it to you too. But too often we get too high and mighty. And I say it to the church family, we put our nose up to people who God is calling us to be nurturers to. Come on, sir. And we got to remember where we came from. We ain't just coming here and, and be okay. No, there were some trials and tribulations that we had to go through. And that's the same thing some of these kids are going through. And I'm going to tell you now, they're going through a worse thing. They're going through a worse thing we did. I listened to something the other day, and a young lady said that we're trying to reach the millennials. And she said, I hate to break it to you. But the millennials are 40 years old. They got grandkids and great grandkids. So it's four generations behind the millennials. And you think about this. You think about this. During the 80s, we had an epidemic. Cocaine epidemic. And even before that, in the 70s, there was a heroin epidemic. Yes, sir. And then in the 90s, the crack epidemic. Yes, sir. And then we got the opioids. Yes, sir. Then we got fentanyl and all this other stuff. Yep. So five generations, five generations had to go through this. So just imagine the dysfunction in the household, the families. Jesus, God. So these, these kids need a foundation. And we, as the body of Christ, the people who say they believe this world, we got to invite more him. We got to be who he said we can take no risk with him. And go we got to be that high for people. Kill the world is far away, too. Right. Look. For him, he can be. Yeah. Imagine if God did that job. Would we be here now? Because there's some things that we've done. Yeah, I'm good. That I think I didn't think God could use me. Come on, come on sir. So, so come on, sir. Grace for everybody. everybody. 
But it's, it's giving them an opportunity. See, the enemy wants to keep their foot on their neck. And too often the church do the same thing. What? See, we say we love God and we, we want we preach forgiveness and all that. But too often we're walking with unforgiveness. Go right a little bit, Earl. Just a little bit to the right. Family, we got work to do. We got work to do. Just wait a little bit. And I believe that if we as the body of Christ, you know, I spoke to you. I love my brothers and sisters here in Harvest because we created a brother and a sisterhood that we can talk to each other freely. And this is what God needs for us, for the body of Christ. Because we don't have to do everything. Faith Harvest don't have to do everything. We need to be able to connect and relate to other people who may be doing something different. And then we will be able to make a difference. But it starts right here, right now. You know, Pastor just spoke about how, look, the world is free, but ministry costs something. And sometimes it's not just monetary. It's servitude. It's servitude. And too often we think service is a hard thing. We put so many things in front of what God wants us to do is most important. And that's to serve. That's to serve. Too much to say, bro. I don't went way away from what God, but, but I have on this paper. But I thank God, I thank God for the Holy Spirit to, for guiding me and directing me. Hallelujah. So listen, I don't have this there, Earl, but on Mark 9.23, Jesus said this. He said, you say to me, and I'm coming out the amplifier, if I can do anything, said why, all things can be all possible to him who believes. For him who believes, all things are possible. I just shared with you. I didn't think God would use me. I didn't. Because of the place I took myself. Not nobody took me. I took myself. I didn't. See, too often we want to point fingers. That was me. I did. Until God showed me, look, you have a choice. And just like me, so many of us and our children have choices. But we got to give them a different choice. That's the part. That's the part where we can do. That's why Jesus sent the disciples out. To give people a different choice. Because then they don't have no excuse when they choose to do opposite. Amen. 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 So much wisdom, man. Family. We are in. Pastor said, look. We are in the. In the Acts, we create the new Acts, the, the next chapter of Acts. And it's up to each and every one of us to do our part. There's so many lives connected to each and every one of us that we just have no idea. No idea. I just imagine, had I not been allowed to be free, if God didn't set me free, how many lives would be different? Right. Because I wasn't in position. Uh, see, sometimes we don't think we're so 
important. And we're dealing with this on a large scale right now with this generation. They think they have no place in this world. Yes, sir. They are, they are in a mental crisis. Yes, they are, sir. With who they are and what they're supposed to do because they don't know this. They don't have a relationship with God and his word. You, I just talked about four generations removed from the church. The young lady was saying there was a time where even if they got away from the church, when they got married or had children, they wanted their children to be Christians or baptized. You don't see that too much no more. They think they got the answer. They don't need, they don't have no relationship with God and God's people. Because what happens is the church has become like the world. And that's what they see. That's what they see. And that's why it's so important we have to be set apart. We have to be set apart. We can't allow them to put us in a box. And the only way they're going to put us in a box, they got to see us being different. Amen. Amen. They got to see us being different and acting different. Amen. But not with our nose up in the air. Come on, sir. We have, to, we have to be in love with God's people in spite of where they're at and what they're going through. That's what Jesus did. That's, that's why the religious leaders didn't like Jesus. Because he was going for the ones who needed it most. He didn't have to go after the ones who thought they had it all figured out. He wanted, he wanted the ones who needed to get it figured out. And that's who we should be after. But the only way we can go after them, we got to have something for them. We got to have something for them because the streets is offering them something. Come on, sir. So we got to counter offer them something even better. Come on, sir. We got to show them something different. Not just, not just give them fish because that's what the world is doing. We gotta show them how to fish. How to fish. There you go. That's why I thank God for my family here because you guys have shown me how to fish. Oh, I man. thank God for Dr. Lawrence for pouring into me almost 20 years ago because that was 2004 when we met. Pouring into me, just giving me an opportunity, knowing where I came from, knowing what I've been through. And it wasn't no easy journey. Just like it was no easy journey for any of you here now. Come on, sir. It took some time for us to get to this point. Come on, sir. But you know what you can be excited about? This ain't the end. This is the thing that makes me so excited about God and my relationship with him because I know it's so much more. So long as I'm here... I have an opportunity to do more. Wow. So long as I continue to trust him and do what he said to do. <laughs> yes, sir. And let me tell you, it's not about being perfect. There you go. We're going to make some mistakes in this journey because it's a place we've never been before. There you go. Talk, talk, and talk. What happens is, too often, <laughs> too often, we put people on a pedestal. Oh, my goodness. And when they make error, 
Now we say, oh, he ain't really believing God. He ain't, he ain't really who we say he is. Instead of, instead of going to the person in the law relationship and helping them in that error, letting them know they were in error, and then if you let them know and they continue to do it, then they're making a choice. You've done your job. But too often we turn our back. Oh, no, I can't follow that. That's not real love. That's not real relationship. Just like I said, just imagine if God did that to us. Where would we be? And too often we live life like the world lives and not like the world would say. That's why do you believe this? This. Family, we're coming on 25 years of ministry. 25 years. Dr. Williams has been preaching the good news, sharing the good news. And the 25 years is just when it started, not where it began from. You know, and that's just like any one of our journeys. You know, and and we don't know all the things he had to go through to even get started. Talk, sir. You know, and, and we hear about the time that he wanted to give up. But he kept pressing and kept believing. And that's the same thing with each and every one of us. Those times when we wanted to give up. When God showed up in our lives and showed out. And those things that we thought we couldn't get through, we got through. But too often, we forget it wasn't because of us. It was because of him. You know, he said, all things are possible to those who believe. Not in yourself, but in him. That's where it's at. And see, we have a shepherd who has, he's a faith man. And for those who've been around, you've seen him operate in faith. I'm behind the scenes, so I get to see some things that you might not see. And I tell you, he operated in faith. And, wow. and we're here right now because of that faith walk. And that same, you know, that same faith that he has should run down to every single one of us. So those things that God has placed on your heart. You should have faith to have those things manifest in your life. He's been talking to us as leaders and our ministries and where we see it going and what we want to do. And each one of us have a different ministry. We all have a different gifting. And we have to see it beyond where it's at. We have to believe it. And that's why I get excited because I know there's so much more that we have in store. And we can look around and see that, oh, it's not that many people here. But it ain't the people here, it's the people out there. Come on, sir. Come on. That's what we got to go get. Come on, it's the sir. the people out there. See, too often we, and, and this is what happened. People want to follow the big crowd. Talk about it. Talk the about it. The big crowd is easy to follow because you can get lost in it. Talk about it. I don't know what you're going through. You feel with it all by yourself, but you just in the crowd. Everybody did. Talk about it, man. Talk to but it. But when it's like this, 
You stand. You can see yes, sir. People. You can feel the, 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 the stuff that they're going through. You can create relationships. And that's what it's about. It's about relationships. And that's what God wants us to do. That's what it's always been about, a relationship with our God and his people. Him bringing the kingdom here on earth. This is our Eden family. You talking? This is our Eden. Wherever you step is your Eden. You have dominion over it. Preach, preacher. Too often we allow the world to have dominion over us, and we got dominion. We got to speak the same word that God spoke in the beginning. He said, "Your words can move mountains, but do you believe it? Do you believe it?" As I said, we about to celebrate 25, 25th year anniversary for Dr. Williams. Give him a hand clap, family. 25 years is a long time. It's a long time. Just imagine what, what, what people go through. You know, and, and you think about this ministry 25 years old, that's still a baby. That's still a young adult. It still got some maturing to do. Talk. See, so we can look at where we're at now, and believe you me, we had heaven flows. It was up and down. You know, because people are finicky. People are finicky. But our job is to give what God has called us to give. And that's what he's been doing for 25 years. He didn't stop. In spite of what it may look like. We've been in here on Bible study. It might have been two or three people. But he preached like it was a house full. Talk, come on. And that's the part we have to be obedient in. Because if you believe it's going to be that way, you got to act like it's that way right now. It's good to have you got to walk like it exists at this moment. You got to be prepared and doing everything necessary. So when it does get like that, you already got things in place. And that's so important, family. That's so important. Because too often we give up because it don't look like we think it should look like. But see, God ain't going to give us something we're not ready for. You talk. See, we can want a thousand people in here. But are we ready to take care of that? You talking. You know, we can want that, that Lamborghini or that big house. Are you ready to take care of that big house? Indeed not. You know, there's some things that we want that we really don't need. Or that we're just not prepared for yet. Amen. And that's the thing, family. And God is, God is dealing with us right now. Listen. We're already in the second month of 2024. Yeah, time is going. We're in the first month. And, and, and the thing about this, we dealt with some stuff in January that we never dealt with before. And I'm going to tell you this, be prepared for the rest of the year. There's going to be some surprises and some things that we're going to experience that was never experienced before here. But the key to, to the children of God that we got to be standing on the rock, the foundation, that we won't be moved by the storms that's going on around us. Right, right. 
We're standing on the foundation of who God has called us to be. That's right. Amen? Wow. Wow. Family, there are some people who should have been here this morning. However, they didn't make it for a number of reasons. And I tell the kids and even some adults, if you want an excuse not to, to do what you want to do, the enemy will give you a whole bunch of them. You know, because gave some this morning. getting up here this morning and, and pressing yourself to come to the service, it ain't easy. You know, some people could want to stay sleeping, want to relax, say, I've been working all week. Look, I work five days a week and I come here on six days. Traveling from Maryland. And it wasn't easy. It's still not easy. It was a time where I was like, Lord, how am I going to do this? And it wasn't just a time. It was finances. It was a whole lot of things that played a part. And sometimes we get distracted by those things and it stops us from being purposeful in what God is calling us to do because of those things. Because we look at those things and don't look at what God is calling us to do. Come on, sir. See, God provided everything that I was questioning or doubting about. He provided the provision for it. And I've been doing this here as far as the church goes since 2016, as far as working at the school since 2016. Having this to be. Amen. Having this to be. But not because of me. Not because of Dr. Will, but because of God provided the provision. And we kept the faith. And believe you me, there were some times I struggled. There were some times I struggled. I was like, Dr. Will, I don't know what's going on right now. I might have to get another job. He's like, do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. My wife told me, look, that's on you. I ain't complaining. I ain't saying nothing. If you want to disappoint God, that's on you. Mm. And lo and behold, God created the provisions. Amen. Amen. And that's the part where we got to continue to press. And there's some people who are not here today because they didn't press. They didn't push past that barrier that kept them stuck. And too often we get stuck. And the enemy used that he can't stop us. But we can stop ourselves. That's right. We can stop ourselves. Because he put those barriers in front of us to deter us. But I tell I'm gonna kick it down. And I'm gonna use it as stepping stone. You better say that. You kick better say that. <laughs> I said kick it. I often ask God, I say, Lord, kick what do you it. want me to learn from this situation? Anytime some things come upon me now, and I'm asking God, Lord, show me. Show me what it is that I need to do. Because I'm not putting on nobody else what I need to do. Because God ain't going to give the power to nobody else. He's not going to give that authority to nobody else. It's going to be on you. Because you're not going to be able to point the finger at nobody else. And that's the part where we got to do that self-evaluation. We got to look at that man and woman in the mirror. We got to look at that person and say, 
What do I need to do differently? Spoken like a king, sir. Spoken like a and king. That's the important part right there. Because, see, we get caught up blaming other people, and that's why we can't figure out the problem. Because we're so busy pointing a finger at somebody else, and they don't have no power, no authority. But what we give them. Family, the enemy has no power to stop us, but he can distract us. And he has us wasting our time. Me and a co-worker was talking the other day, and we were talking about how too often we find ourselves doing some things that we find don't really have any meaning. You know, when we think something is important, but it's really not a priority. You know, I work here at the school, and I get called all the time. And I can be doing something that's a priority, but they call me for something that's not. And I stop what I'm doing thinking it's a priority. And this is what we always do. You think about it. There's some things that you should be doing that you're not doing because something else show up. Yeah. Distraction. And as we were talking, I had my Bible out because I was about to do a lesson. And we were sharing that. And what I read as I looked at my Bible, it says, and it's coming out the leadership Bible, and it says, the law of the law of priority, redeeming your time. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. It says, because activity is not necessarily accomplishment, Paul advises us to analyze our lifestyle, utilize our present, prioritize what is important, while every leader Every day gets the same amount of time. Not every leader gets the same results. Come on. Come on. Look, we can look at this world and we can say they got this and we got that. The key is what are we doing with our time? Me and my wife had a conversation the other day and we were talking about how the time that we had are we utilizing it properly? Mm, yes. How much more can we be doing towards the vision that God has given us? See, we get distracted by different things. Television shows, the kids, so many different things distract us from being purposeful and prioritizing mm. the things that's important to us moving forward in the vision that God has given us. Right. And see, the enemy is so crafty with those distractions. See, but he can't do nothing for what we allow him to do. Yes, sir. See, all he can do is present it before us. It's up to us to accept That's it. That's right. And too often we accept it. Because we don't even realize, we don't recognize how, how much he's deviating us from the direction mm -hmm. that we're supposed to go. Family, as we listen, I wrote this down. We are living in a time where there are so many things trying to get our attention and time that we have to be diligent because they will be things like work, family, financial, and serving. 
And as we listen to that, work, financial, family, and service. Important, but who will be the least important to us? Serving. That serving part. Too many of us don't have time to serve. Because we're so busy with work, so busy with family, so busy worried about our finances, that our time to serve is on the back burner. All important. What is it the priority? And that's the most important thing that God spoke about. Serving. See, but the enemy has us so distracted. You know, I told I said, my kids are grown. My kids are grown. They, they're young adults. But they still call on us all the time. And we can get distracted dealing with their needs and their problems and yeah. missing the opportunity to do what wow. we're supposed to do. We gave them what they're supposed to have. Wow. We wow. gave them the tools necessary. Wow. And too often we take from our plate and not allow God to deal with them yes. the way he needs to deal That's with them. That's good word, so sir. On their own. That's good word. That's good word. See, I can remember growing up when I made some decisions, mm -hmm. I had to walk it out. Yes, sir. I had to carry the weight myself. And yeah, mom was there, and she, they, they showed up sometimes. But it got to a point where like, you ain't listening. You got to deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. And too often, we want to be different for our children. Because we don't want them to have to go through what we went through. We want to make it better for them. And now they got a sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. They got a sense like, look, they're going to take care of it for me. Yeah. A sense of privilege. And we get in the way of what God is trying to do with them. See, this relationship is an individual relationship. It's not based on for you and I. Their relationship is their relationship. And we got to allow them to go through the trials that they have to go through to mature and seek God's face on their own. We can be there to give them support, give them words of encouragement, to tell them the right thing to do, but the bottom line is still they got to make a choice. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 5. We're going to read 5 to 10. And it says here, so we, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ, the Messiah, and individually, we are parts of one another, mutually dependent on one another. Having gifts, faculties, talents, and qualities that defer according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. He who, whose gift is prophecy, let him prophesy. Let him prophesy. Prophesy. According to the proportion of his faith. See, what happens is some people be proper lying to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they be speaking some things that ain't theirs to speak. That they don't even know. 
the full nature of what God is saying. Come on, sir. And we got to be careful because we have that gift. But we got to make sure we hear what God is saying before we say anything. He, he who has gifts practical serving, let him give himself to serving. He who teaches to his teaching, he who exhorts, encourages to his exhortions. He who contributes, let him do it with simplicity and liberty. He who gives aid and superintends with zeal and singleness of mind. He who does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. Let your love be sincere, a real thing. Hate what is evil, loathe all ungodliness, turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to that which is good. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family, giving precedence and showing honor to one another. Family, look, this is how we're going to make a difference. This is how we're going to show them something different. And it's up to each and every one of us to do our part. Come on, it's sir. It's not about everybody doing more. Come I on. tell my elder all the time, elder, you don't have to do everything. I said, we love you. We, we, don't, we don't want you to have to carry that burden because if something happened to you, what's going to happen? See, too often we think we gotta do everything. And that, that's our heart. That's our heart to serve. But God will make a way for it to get done. And sometimes we just gotta let go and let somebody else do it. Yes, that's right. sir. That's right. Yes, sir. Let go and let God. Yes, sir. You know, Dr. Williams, he talked about how hard it is sometimes to let go of this mic. Because he can talk. He's a, he, he's a teacher at heart. Yes, sir. He's a teacher at heart. But the gifting that's on his other leaders will not be able to come to pass. Yes, sir. If he is standing there, and then he can't do all the things that God is calling him to do. Teach. So this is not all it is for him to teach. There's bigger picture for him. There's so much more. And he can't, you know, I'm going to talk about prioritizing. What we think is important is not really the priority. You can tell a man that lives and examine himself. You know, there's so you many more speak like this entities for the kingdom of God that's on his heart that he can't do it if he's here at the school, here at the pulpit, doing all these things, have to worry about all these things. He can't focus in on that next level that God is trying to take him to. And it took some time for him to get there, to let it go. But he's doing it, and he's seeing things still moving on. See, because sometimes, see, God placed people in our lives to help us in that next leg of our journey. Preach. See, I thank God for my wife because she's helping me in this next leg of my journey. And there's more that me and her are going to do together. You know, and, and that's why it's so important that we recognize that that family that he's talking about right here, we are one body. And too often we're trying to be that tiger, that lone ranger. I got this. If I don't do it, it ain't going to get done. 
Teach, sir, teach. It might not get done to the capacity that you can do it, but if you don't let them do it, you won't ever know. That's right. And they won't even know how much they can do. Come on, sir. See, sometimes we got to let go. And that's what he's talking about. And we got to be able to recognize this as a body of Christ. Too often we worry about who's sitting at the top, who's sitting at the back, who's sitting wherever, who has this title. No, it's not about that. It's work where you're at. Work in that gifting that God has called you in. And be the best in that area. And that's how we add to the kingdom. That's how we're going to make a difference in this world. See, the world see us backbiting here in the church. Yep. They they watching us. They like and they just like the world. I have my students. I asked them. I asked my students. I'm talking about 15 years old. Like, do you see any difference in the church and in the world? They said, I said no. no. Sad. So this is how they see us. Sad. Ask your children. Hear what they have to say. And then ask, what can I do different? How can I have them see me differently? Because we can't control anybody else, but we can control ourselves. That's right. So if we say we're representative of who God is, we have to be that. That's right. Regardless of what anybody else is doing. Family, we are in a new year, and as I said, this month is going by so quickly, and we have to be ready and set apart from the world because God's people, God's people will be looking for the light, and you and I, we are part of that light. We are part of that light. You see, this question of do you believe is a personal question. For you. It's not based off our parents, our grandparents. Those of us who have children now know for ourselves at one time that it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I thank God for my mom because she gave me a foundation where when I was in trouble, I knew who to pray to. Amen. Amen. But I didn't have a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. I just knew I prayed to God and he's there for me. And I prayed and he was there for me. But the thing is, I went back to what I always knew. Mm-hmm. And too often that's what happens. Even with our children. They know. They see us. But then they go back to what they're comfortable with. Until they hit that bottom. Hopefully, hopefully they don't have to hit the bottom. Hopefully they can see and learn from our mistakes and things that we went through. And that's the part where we gotta be transparent. We gotta be honest enough to their maturity. Something they don't need to know. Wise words. Wise words. Know some things that they shouldn't know because they ain't mature enough to handle. Wise words. You know, but we have to give them truth. At their age. So they don't be surprised when they have to deal with it. Because, see, and in some ways, these kids need to know some things because they they seen some things and experienced some things that we didn't have to experience. And it's unfortunate, but it's the reality of what we're living in. So we gotta be able to speak truth to them. 
Family, we have to be set apart. And this is what harvest is about. We want to be a place that's different from any place else. Look, we have a school that teaches Christian education from infancy to 12th grade. We're trying to give these kids a foundation. We're offering programs for people to get their GED. We're looking to do so many things here. We have counseling, Christian counseling. We have relationship Different things Amen. and there's so much more online programs. This is the thing that's going to be able to set us apart from other churches and other organizations. Amen. By being able to offer people an opportunity to grow and be all that God has called them to be. Because you only can be all you know. If all you know is what you know, and that's in the street or what somebody told you, that's it. So we got to be able to show them and, and teach them something different. We got to be able to show them how to fish. So they ain't looking for fish no more. Wow. Help them get that house so they ain't paying rent no more. Help right. them open up some accounts. Some of these kids don't even have accounts now. They don't even know how to go to the bank. They done got caught up with this chime and PayPal and all that. They don't even go to the bank. Because the world got them. Bank ain't no good. But you don't know how to manage Steve. money. They don't even know how to open up a bank account. Yep. And these are some of the things that's going to be important for their future. And if we don't teach them and show them, they're going to be lost in this world. Yep. Yep. They're going to be so far behind. And the United States is far behind already. We falling behind. We used to be the leader of the pack. We ain't the leaders no more. Because of miseducation. Mm. And it's not just happening in the schools, it's happening in the household. Mm-hmm. Family, turn with me to Romans chapter 115. And it says, So, for my part, I am willing and eagerly and ready to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ. For it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death for everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confidence surrender to the firm reliance to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. Family, do you believe this? Do you have faith in what God is saying to you? That he's spoken into your life, over your life, that he's seen you through already. And this is the thing that it's not about us that's up here on the pulpit. 
each and every one of us, as we speak to people, that's the gospel. We need to be sharing the gospel of God's word to them. We need to be speaking God's truth. And I'm going to close with this. Turn with me to Romans 2.13-16. through And as I said, Dr. Williams, 25 years, we're going to be celebrating his anniversary on the 27th. So of April. we invite everybody to be out. April 27th. April. We invite everybody to be out. Those out there who know Dr. Williams, please come be a part of what we're doing and celebrate the 25 years of ministry. Because we're not just honoring him, we're honoring God. And him being obedient to what God has called him to do for 25 years. And as we all know, just in our own walk, as being Christians, as walking in the kingdom, it's not easy. So just imagine having to lead people. It's a tough duty. So I ask you guys just to be a part of what he's doing. So here in Romans 2.13, for it is not merely hearing the law, read, to make it one's righteousness before God, but it is the doer of the law who will be held guiltless and acquitted and justified when Gentiles who have not the divine law do instinctively what the law requires. They are a law to themselves. Since they do not have the law, they show that the essential requirements of the law are written in their hearts and are operating there with which their conscience sense of right and wrong also bearing witness and their moral decisions, their arguments of reason are their condemning and approving thoughts will accuse or perhaps defend and excuse them. On that day when, as the, my gospel proclaims, God by Jesus Christ will judge men in regards to the things which they conceal, their hidden thoughts. Family, as you reveal today, if you believe this, if you believe the words of the gospel, the good news, it wasn't, it wasn't let us not just be hearers of the word, let us be doers. Let, let, our, let our faith be in action. Amen? 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 Amen. Listen, I pray this word has blessed you. I pray that as we leave this place, the enemy is going to bombard you with all types of things. It may even like the city. But if you believe and you trust God and you move in accordance with his will, nothing can stop us. Only one that can stop us is us. Amen. That's right. That's right. God bless you. I love you. Amen. Do you believe? Message has been given to us, part one and part two. And it's important because you're going to need your faith to get you through this.